Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom! I didn't hit y'all with it. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, box. Oh, we got a good one lined up for y'all. Today, starting off our very first installment of the free agency primer series where we take a look at a handful of free agents that the Cowboys could and or should be keeping their eye on, but in a different way, not in like a Madden way, not in a dream scenario way, nothing like that. We will try to be as realistic and then as unrealistic realistic as possible just follow me along I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more later on in the show also uh, some encouraging potential trend that the Cowboys might continue to follow uh, that that you guys I don't I don't want to use the word excited I, I would never use that word but that should make you say huh maybe maybe the Cowboys will you know do what they need to do at least at this particular position to fill out uh, that spot, and I'm talking about the linebacker spot, Cowboys Nation. Also, in the roundup, we got more coaching news, and I'd imagine some extra coaching news will uh, continue throughout the next couple of days because you got guys going here, you got guys going there, you got guys being blocked, plus you got a new defensive coordinator officially, so he's going to want to bring in who he wants to bring in. So jam-packed show, starting off with the roundup. Coming out of that, uh, we got a two-parter, and it'll lead us into the free agency primer. What am I – one of my favorite times of the year, I tell you all this every year if you've been rocking with me, every year. I love this sport. I, 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 love, I love the sport during the season, but I, as, at a young age, I fell in love with it in the offseason as well. I'm a huge component of team building. I think it's, it's very interesting. I think there are, a lot of, um, there are a lot of trends and data that shows, you know, that if you do this, you do that, these things work. And I get there's other things that come into play, but... I, I just love the team building aspect of it, and that's why I kind of incorporate it in what I do in the offseason. But, but I try to keep it as realistic as possible for the Cowboys. If I covered another team, boy, I'd really have some fun with this thing. But at the end of the day, we're, we're going to have fun with it because that's that's what we do here, Bomb Squad. What's up with y'all? Bomb Squad! That's what we do here, you know? We're going to have some fun with it. If you enjoy the offseason, you know, aspect of building building teams, you will get that here. Um, and, and so just keep it locked. 
Let's keep it locked, all right? With that said, I got you, brother. Shouts out to you, Vach. Vach in the building. Appreciate you, big dog. Uh, we, we had a, a fantastic show yesterday, by the way. A fantastic show, if you guys missed it. Go go back and check that out. We had some fun with, with the uh, Super Bowl. We also talked about Mike Zimmer, and we got into some of the things that you saw the Chiefs do to win the Super Bowl that the Cowboys could take a look at. Uh, go spin the block and run that back over at the Washington Boy Live Show. Appreciate you, big dog. Let's get into this roundup, though, and have some fun with today's show. It is time for It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. So yesterday, and honestly, it was a couple days ago, but we didn't really make a big deal out of it. Sharif Floyd was requested an interview with the Washington football people. And the Cowboys granted him that request. So Sharif Floyd went to the interview. Former Dallas Cowboys assistant defense line coach. And DQ took him. Now here's the interesting thing about it. This is a lateral move. Meaning the only way he could go get that job is if the Cowboys granted him that permission. And I'd imagine the Cowboys went to Zimmer and said, Hey, dog, you drafted Sharif. He's our assistant D-line coach. You don't have Aiden Dirty anymore. He went over to Seattle. Obviously, Dan Quinn's in Washington. You good with this? I think Zim was like, yeah, I'm good with this. I got a guy or guys in mind. Um, so go ahead, and I'm good with that. So he let him do it. He's now the assistant D-line coach in Washington. So Zim, to retaliate... <laughs> Went to New York and tried to get their defensive line coach, Andre Patterson, who worked with Mike Zimmer for years, something like a decade maybe. He was his D-line coach in Minnesota, an assistant head coach as well, but the New York Giants blocked it. It's like the NFC East is just circulating coaches, right? Uh, I think the OC of didn't, – didn't the OC of – the Eagles, didn't he go somewhere in the house in, in a division? Anyway, Cowboys, you know, they send Dan Quinn to Washington, and Witt goes to Washington, and this guy goes to Washington, and the Cowboys are trying to get the Giants defense line coach. Washington's trying to get Cowboys assistant coaches are getting blocked. It's just a big shuffle within a division. Ron Rivera interview for the defensive coordinator spot here. So, you know, Cowboys get a chance to keep some of their guys. And they'll interview more. So Mike Zimmer, by the way, it's his official. And he will be having a press conference today at 2 o'clock. We'll likely be reacting to that tomorrow morning for a, a quick show. But he'll have a press conference today. Maybe we'll find out more about what he wants to do on his staff. Y'all know how I feel about the linebacker coach spot. I'm really hoping like hell that he he brings in his guy, Paul Gunther. Um, but... From my understanding, he wants to get in here, get a chance to sit down and interview all the coaches that are here. Then he'll decide who he wants to keep around. That's usually how it goes. Uh, it's pretty much how I went with Dan Quinn. And he he kept, I believe it was 
Al Harris, one of the mainstays, uh, George Edwards, another guy, kept those guys around when, when Dan Quinn got here. Zim is likely going to keep Al Harris. Zim is probably going to keep a handful of dudes, but he's c- clearly, clearly got to bring in his own guys at defensive line because they don't have any more. Dirty's gone. Defense line coach, assistant D-line coach is gone. And Zim has a particular type of scheme he likes to run, and I think that's why he let Floyd go. One, because, look, he, Floyd is young in this game. I get it. He he played for, for Zim, but Zim probably wants somebody that is more accustomed to coaching. And, and, and Coach Floyd will work his way up. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But Mike Zimmer, press conference later today, 2 p.m. Central. Go ahead and hit your alarms. Get it ready to go. I'll be taking a listen. We'll be reacting to it tomorrow. Should be a good one. But today... And I know we've been talking about Mike Zimmer at length for like two weeks, and we'll continue to do so, right? We're going, we're going to keep talking about Mike Zimmer probably for the next month or so, at least all the way through free agency and in the draft. We're going to be talking about him a whole lot. But today I wanted to hone in on looking at some linebackers that Zimmer could be interested in in free agency. Let me say this about the linebacker position. I kind of alluded to it yesterday on Vacha's show. I believe this position is the most important position that the Cowboys have to attack in, attack in free agency. Without a doubt. I don't even think it's close. Because you you just don't have the, not, not only the bodies, you clearly, you don't have the bodies in there. But you really don't even have the experience in there. You have no linebacker. On your team currently, at least in the 53, well, I guess there is no more 53, but you don't have a, a, a current linebacker that has more than two years of starting experience. You don't even, hell, if you say Clark Clark has a year and some change, he, he barely got two years. And even with Clark, he's an, a replaceable player. So you, you really have not just the bodies, but you don't even have the dudes, if that makes sense, right? Like, there's a difference between having a body in the room and having a dude. You don't got that. So the Cowboys have to attack it. I personally think they need to do it with more than one guy. But at the very least, they have to bring in one free agent linebacker that's worth a damn. At at, at least one. Now, there is a really weird, and I noticed this as I was putting this together, and y'all know how I do. I do my research. I, I go back and look, and I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. I think that the nation should know about this. First off, we know the Cowboys don't go into free agency and spend a whole lot of money. That doesn't mean that they don't go in free agency and sign people. Last year, didn't happen. Previous years, sometimes it's happened. But there is a trend under this regime, over the last, where are we, in 2024? At least the last decade, the last 10 years, that I can't ignore, that should be encouraging for Mike Zimmer. And that trend is, they tend to submit to their defensive coaches in their first year. On this show, I often talk about one side of the ball that Jones is clear away from. They stray away from defense. 
They will let the defensive coordinator do their thing. They will have a huge say, and, and at times they should, right? They'll have a huge say, but that's the problem. You don't got a general manager. They'll have a huge say in what they want them to do via draft, via free agency. And if you go look at the first years when there's a new defensive coordinator, they tend to sign a good chunk of defensive players. I'm not saying it's like big names or nothing like that. Because there's not. There may be one or two big names that I'm about to show you here. But they do go out and try to get the guys for said defensive coordinator. I'm not lying. Let's take a look real quick. This is Dan Quinn's first year with the Dallas Cowboys and the guys they went out and got. Again, not big names, but they signed five defensive players. J-Ron Kirsch, Brent Urban, Terrell Basham, Carlos Watkins, Keanu Neal. Technically, all of those guys except Terrell Basham became starters. Now, that, that can be a good or bad thing depending on how you look at it. But Keanu Neal went on to play linebacker, didn't work out. Carlos Watkins, I think, was a good uh, free agent signing for you. Quality guy for cheap. Uh, Terrell Basham, I think he played like a year and a half, then got cut. Brent Urban, Urban, I'm sorry. I was a big fan of this signing because we you could see that there was a shift between being a versatile multiple defense. He was the kind of the guy that said it for me. Um, but he ended up getting hurt, and then he didn't return. All these on one-year deals, by the way. And then J. Ron Curse. We know J. Ron Curse is the big headliner here. But in his first year, went out and got five defensive players. Not a whole lot of money spent, though. Basham and Neal got the most guarantees that year, right? Uh, I think Basham got like three million guaranteed. Neil got three seven five, and that total to six seven five. So again, not a lot of money, but bodies. There, there's going to be a trend here, and and I'll have an opinion on said trend once we get to the end. But doesn't just stop there. Mike Nolan's first year as defensive coordinator. They signed ten. They signed 10 defensive players in this free agency class, headlined by Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe. But y'all remember, HaHa Clinton Dix, Justin March, Joe Thomas, Maurice Kennedy, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Alden Smith, Savion Smith, Daryl Wardley, and Everson Griffin. They clearly went out and said, okay, Mike Nolan, what do we need here? Let's go get him. Now, this one, they did kind of get a little uncharacteristic in the sense that they shelled out nine million guaranteed to gerald mccoy but here is the typical cowboys fashion these fools knew gerald mccoy's hammy was a ticking time bomb and what happened gerald mccoy gets pushed that thing pops and he's gone for the rest of the season never plays a snap for the dallas cowboys but they had to pay him nine million now he did have an injury clause so they didn't have to pay him all of it. But they gave $9 million guaranteed to Gerald McCoy, $3.5 million guaranteed to Don Terry Poe. So $12 million plus guaranteed to two players. I would say this. Instead of signing 10 guys, instead of signing a Neil, moving them to safety and, 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 and bash them and paying them $7 million, how about you take that $12 million, take that $7 million, Go get you a dude. And then you can fill out the rest of the roster with the cheap guys that might work out. The Joe Thomases of the world. But 
You can go back even further, Cowboys Nation. You can go back to Rob Marinelli's first year at defensive coordinator. The Cowboys signed eight defensive players. Those headline names, Henry Melton, used to play for Rob Marinelli. Terrell McClain, y'all remember Terrell McClain, could never stay healthy, but when he did, he was good. Jeremy Mincy, we all remember Jeremy. And Jack Crawford, he stuck around for a good bit. You can go back one, one year further. Sleepy Monty. Well, look how look how old Monty is. Look, I know they I know we talk about old coaches and this is okay, but Monty was like 78,000 years old, dog. He he literally fell asleep in the booth. But they signed 10 defensive free agents. That year it was headlined by George Selvey and Justin Durant. Both guys ended up playing a couple more years for Rob Marinelli and having some decent success. For Jags. <laughs> for Jags, by the way. But the trend is real. And I don't even know if it's if we can call it that. I, I think this is a thing. Now, last year, the Cowboys only signed one out-of-house, outside defensive free agent, Ben Benaga, Benagu, or whatever his name was, and he didn't even make it through. We were talking about this yesterday where, hey, give Mike Zimmer his guys, right? Whatever he needs, go out and get it. You gave it to Rod. You gave it to Kiffin. You damn sure gave it to Mike Nolan. And you gave it to Dan Quinn. Don't stop now. Right? Like, don't stop now. Now, things have to happen to get the monies to go do X, Y, Z. We know that. And that's something we can talk about another time. But you have a trend here or, or you have a situation where the Cowboys need a specific position, linebacker, where the Cowboys need maybe more than obviously just linebacker, defensive line. We'll talk about ends, possibly corner. We'll see. But the Cowboys need guys. They're, they're not necessarily changing their scheme completely in the sense of, Hey, I'm going to need a, a total rehab like when um, Bill Bill Parcells got here. I don't think they're going to need that. But get the guys that Mike Zimmer needs. Don't say we'll do it for Rod and old-ass Monty Kiffin and Mike Nolan and Dan, but we're not going to do it for Zim, who, let's be real, outside of Dan Quinn, his resume, I think, trumps those other guys. Yes, I know Lane Kiffin won a Super Bowl. I, I get that. Lane Kiffin, that godfather of the Tampa 2. I'm not trying to disrespect him. But I'm talking about over spanning over a 24-year, 25, whatever it's been, year career, Zim's defenses every stop of the way have been top-ranked, have been legitimate every stop of the way, multiple times over. So his resume speaks for itself as a defensive coordinator. Give him what he needs. And that takes me into our show today, the free agency primer of linebackers like i said at the top we're not going to do this in a madden type of way we're, we're not we're not going to go out here and, and sign all the top free agents and, and even the the names that we we present or i present here aren't necessarily my number one two three choices no 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 no, no. we have a cat boy criteria if you're new here you're, you're not familiar with what cat boy criteria means 
let me refresh your memory. Number one, above all else in the Catboy criteria, you can't be expensive. Number one, cannot be expensive. So I try to operate in that manner when doing my free agency primer. I try to be realistic there. Well, now will I throw a little extra money at a at a specific player or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up guys that I'm gonna throw a little extra money. It might not quite. It might not be super bottom of the barrel. A little bit extra, but I'm not gonna go too crazy. Do you have an injury history? That's also a cat boy criteria. And are you like a former high round pick that flamed out, whether it be because of the injury, whether it be because of the play or whatever, we have interest in you. Now, Catboy criteria doesn't mean all three of these things at once. It could be one of these things. And if the if one of these things is the number one thing that you cheap, they'll pick up that phone. 100% will pick up that phone. So let's get into my free agency primer. Talking about this linebacker position with my first guy up that I want to talk to you guys about. And that is linebacker Drew Tranquil. If you're not familiar, just go watch the Kansas City Chiefs playoff run and you'll get real familiar very fast. Drew Tranquil, y'all. I think he was drafted by the... Chargers. Yes, he was drafted by the Chargers last year in 2023 as kind of the utility linebacker, meaning he was the the sixth man at linebacker. 78 tackles, seven tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. And if you go look at his last two seasons where he's gotten a lot more play, he's been a reliable guy. He's been a productive guy as well. In that span, he's had nine and a half sacks, 17 tackles for loss and three Force fumbles primarily as a weak side guy, but he's played all over at the second level. This will be what I think is six year. He has five years of experience. He he's 28 at the moment. I think he'll be 29. So he's not too old and he's not inexperienced. This dude is a linebacker. And let me say this. I'm going to be easily moved this, this off season in free agency and, and uh, the draft by linebackers. <laughs> Are you a linebacker? Not a safety convert. It's going to be easy. So he had a really productive year when he left the Chargers, and it was assumed that he would get the bag, or at least, I shouldn't say the bag, at least get paid. He did not. His market wasn't as high, and he played on a one-year, $3 million deal. Oh, you just know that's music to Catboy's ears. One-year, $3 million deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, could his price tag go up? Maybe. He won a Super Bowl. Sometimes these things happen. He was fantastic this postseason in the Super Bowl. But I could still see him being manageable because he had a better season the year prior and he didn't get the bag. So maybe it goes up to $5 million, maybe six. I, it's not going to be too crazy. I don't see that happening. So where does he fit for the Cowboys? I can see him inside or out. I can see him handling outside linebacker duties or middle linebacker duties because he has that high football IQ. He plays like a linebacker. And he was used in the middle when Nick Bolton was out last year a whole lot. In fact, this was Steve Spagnolo, Hall of Fame defensive coordinator. This is what he had to say about Drew Tranquil. 
He said he's become very versatile for us in terms of the way we can use him. His football IQ allows him to do that at a high level. Even with Nick uh, back last week, he's still going to rotate in there some. He does a number of different things for us, and we're going to continue to get him on the field. He's going to help us. Also said, I think you saw last week that even though Nick was back, we got Drew in there for a couple of series at Mike Linebacker, so we'll probably continue to do that. He's so flexible and versatile that we can use them in a number of different roles. When you go look at where he stacked up with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs, by the way, y'all, that linebacker room, when you really go look at it, oh my goodness, that linebacker room was stacked. And they didn't have to drop the bag on it either. That linebacker room had Leo Chanel drafted, Nick Bolton, Drew Tranquil, and Willie Gay. Look, I get the top twos and with the with with the Seahawks. I'm sorry, the uh, Niners and with the Ravens, but that Chiefs linebacker room was deep. So in that room, he was third on the team in run stops, run tackles. He had a pretty solid average depth attack. I'm always looking at that number. Um, he was second on the team behind Leo Chanel, by the way, in that. And I'm y'all know how I am. I'm big on can that second level make plays? I, I need a playmaker, y'all. I, I need a playmaker. And Tranquil's been doing that. Nine and a half sacks over the last two seasons. 17 tackles for loss. His 17 tackles for loss in two seasons is more than LVE had in his entire career. Three forced fumbles, five pass breakups, 15 quarterback hits. Drew Tranquil's an underrated guy. I don't foresee him costing a whole lot of money. If he does, then obviously he'll be out of the Cowboys range, but I can see him fitting that. Um, and, and I think he can come in here and he can solidify, whether it be weak side, middle, I think he can do both. And I think you're going to need one or the other, preferably for me. I, I, I'd like to get a guy in the middle that can kind of run this thing back there. For Mike Zimmer, I don't think you can go into the draft and say we're just gonna rely on a bunch of un- a bunch of drafted guys and Clark. Don't do that. For me, going to free agency and this is a fantastic year, by the way, fantastic year to need a linebacker in free agency. If you go look at it, I think there's a whole lot. Whether it's the high price guy or the guy at the bottom, there are a ton of backers. You couldn't ask for a better year. So don't give me Jerry and Steven. Any excuses on not at least signing two? Not one, two. And I don't think, look, if you say, well, Sky, man, Patrick Queen, he's out of our price range. Fine. I don't necessarily even care. Unless you're giving me a middle linebacker to put next to Patrick Queen, I'm good. But fine. There are there are other linebackers you can get that can come in here. I think it'd be very productive under Mike Zimmer. That's not going to cost you Patrick Queen money. If that's the excuse, right, money. So the first one, Drew, Drew, I'm sorry, Tranquil, Cowboys Nation. Before I get to my second one, set the phone lines real quick and talk to Banks. Good morning, good sir. What's going on? Good morning, Sky. Morning, morning. Uh, man, first off, man, I just, uh, as far as the linebackers, the free agent, free agent linebackers, man, I just like to, before we even, um, you know, it comes, man. The only way I believe, you know, we we go to get somebody decent or 
you know, uh, is if they got to get out of that, uh, you know, I, you know, we like our guys mode first. And if they can get past that, here's the thing. Then I, they ain't got no guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we, you know, but it, who, and hopefully. Who but, we got a lot of So they yeah. got no excuse, bro. None. Yeah. None, Sky. And, and not and not go to Dollar Tree. Don't go to Dollar Tree, man. Go to Target. And, and, I think and, those and are the. You know? I think I love that you said Target because I feel like that's though these are the type of guys that I'm actually going to show y'all today. These these are these are kind of Target type guys. These aren't these aren't you know the high priced Gucci, Louis Vuitton. They also not Dollar yeah. Tree. I, I feel like this is more Target. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's you get some nice stuff at Target. You know what I mean? It, it, it ain't quite name brand, but it's good enough. So if we if we do that, get some good guys in there, man, and and, and uh, you know do that, you know I still got to see the whole all in thing. Um, I don't think they're gonna go all in, but I would say go get some some, some valuable players, some good valuable players, man. That's gonna you know step in, man, because you know if you still if you try to use the I guys or go out drafting somebody or go cheat, man, just you know, it's not going to work, you know. Just, you know, we aren't too far from removed from, from man, having that uh, promising that promising year of seeing um, uh, Fanta Ash and uh, Jalen Smith, you know. We remember how, how good we thought they were going to be, you know, I our did. guys. You know I did, saying? man. I did. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was looking good at one point. So, if they can get out of that mode, man, I can absolutely, you know, I can see them doing something, but uh, like I said, I got to see it to believe it. But uh, we'll see what happens. Fair enough, man. Yeah. Appreciate you, Banks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he 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 brought up um, all in. So if y'all remember last year, the the big buzzwords was was Wildcat and Jerry. So last year we did a uh, Catboy Criteria free agents, and then we did a Wildcat and Jerry. Right, we got to have fun with this thing. So we had a free agent that. It's going to cost, but we love to have. It's more of a dream than a reality. I'm doing another version of that this year. We got the Cowboy Criterias, and then we got the Cowboys all in. That's a new buzzword. So I've got, and I'm more realistic this year with the Cowboys all in than I was with Cowboy I'm sorry, with the Wildcat and Jerry. So stay tuned for that. Our last one is our Cowboys all in. Let's get to uh, my second one here. This one, this name should be very familiar with with draft community. You should be very familiar with trade deadline community over the last couple seasons. And that's Josie Jewel Cowboys Nation. Just a, it's about as solid of a field general as they come. He's not going to wow you with athleticism or probably anything in particular. But he's a very smart player that knows how to find a ball carrier. Last year, 108 tackles, two tackles for loss. Three sacks. Just a very heady player. If you need a middle linebacker, if you need a field general to command that second level that can play like a linebacker, get downhill. Hell, I'm sorry. Can drop back, knows where to be. You're not turned off by the fact that he doesn't run a 4-3-4-4. Josie Jewell is about as solid as hell as they come, man. And he played in a scheme prior to, you know, last season or two 
And Vic Fangio, that requires you to be smart at that level. You won't see Josie Jewell have issues with processing, with run fits, none of that stuff that a first-year linebacker will. He's dependable, he's consistent, and he's a real goddamn linebacker. He ain't afraid of the smoke. He see it, he clicks, and he goes. And it may not look as, 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 as fast and as wonderful as, say, the next guy I'm going to talk about here. But it doesn't matter. I would, I would love to have this type of guy man in the middle of my defense and then pairing him with a guy opposite that maybe does things athletically that are different than what he does, but he can cover for it if, if say, mistake is happening. And Josie Jules shouldn't cost you a lot. In fact, I know Denver, I know he, he's been popping up in trade deadlines a lot over the last few years. Former fourth-round pick out of Iowa. He came from Iowa, so you know he can know some damn defense. You get an Iowa defender, they playing defense. I ain't got to worry about them showing up. You want to upgrade from LVE, I think Josie Jewell is an upgrade from LVE. I think this is an LVE situation, y'all. This isn't a, a big, giant safety playing linebacker. No, no, no. I'd go out and I'd pick up the phone. Now, if you go look at his his uh, market value per PFF, $7 million over the net, over two years guaranteed. That's That's not a lot. Now, PFF contracts and Spotrack contracts, I used to put these up here as well, uh, but they, they're so different. We talked about it with Derrick Henry. One says 10, the other says 4. Yeah, I can get Derrick Henry on $4 million. I'm getting Derrick Henry on $4 million. So we'll see where Josie Jules uh, numbers go. I don't, I don't really see him, though. Again, I don't see him getting a ton of money. This is why I'm saying this is more target. I don't think it's Dollar General. 100% not that. But I also don't think this is Louis Vuitton. I think this is more Target. And sometimes you got to pay a little, put a little extra on there. If you're going to give these dudes. And if you're going to give this dude. I, I don't see what the problem is by paying a little extra for, for one of these linebackers. Mm-hmm. Now this next one, though. This was a battle for for. I got another guy that's that that is one of my favorites when looking at this whole thing. But this one, this one should sound familiar to a lot of you, if you've watched this exact show last year. We talked about needing a linebacker last year. Aziz Alshire. There was two guys last year that I was pounding the table for. David Long Jr. and Aziz. I'm just a fan that covers the team for a living now. I'm no cap genius. I'm no, I don't pretend to be a draft wizard. I don't pretend to be a player personnel wizard. But damn it, my eyes did not lie when I watched David Long Jr. And Aziz Alshire. You want to talk about a tackling machine. And they weren't empty tackles. He had 160 tackles. But tackles, tackles ain't everything. They weren't empty. He was top five in NFL run stops. 
His average tackle with depth, 3.5 yards. So it's not like he's tackling dudes 10, 12 yards down the field. Nine tackles for loss. Would have led the team for the Cowboys this year. You want to talk about a dog coming downhill. That is his ease. Been that way since he was kind of third wheel guy, right? He was third willing over there in San Francisco, but he still was a dude. You can see it. Hell, he, he made some plays on us a couple years ago. And I, like I said, this was a guy last year we had on this same exact list. And I'm going to keep putting him there if he's not going to cost you a lot. And he did not cost the Titans a lot. He played on a one-year, $5 million deal. You paid Keanu Neal one year, $4 million. Now, he had a career season. So could his price tag go up? Possibly. PFF has him right now at a three-year deal with 6.7 per. Sign me up. Sign me up. Now, I wouldn't necessarily put him in the middle. I would keep him as an off-ball guy, play play next to a middle linebacker type. But you want to talk about the swagger. You want to talk about athleticism. You want to talk about run defense. That's Aziz. Attitude. You won't have to worry about that. You want to change the mentality of your second level. This guy would do it for you. Think about this for a second. He played linebacker for D'Amico Ryans and Mike Vrabel. You think he can't fit with Mike Zimmer? Sheep. I think he'd be fine with Mike. I, I, I think he'd be phenomenal. With Mike Zimmer. Sign me up. For Aziz Alshai. So those are my three cat boy criteria. Mind you. Like I said at the top of this. There are there are so many linebackers. In this free agency class. From expensive. To likely dirt cheap. That I think could come in here. And be an upgrade. And it ain't going to take much. But be an upgrade to what you had last year, and if we're being honest, what you had the previous year. I, I personally don't think Dan Quinn took the position serious. You're not, I mean, look, there's no way you take the position serious when you say, I'm going to sign Keanu Neal a safety moving the linebacker. When you say, I'm going to, when our guys go down and get hurt, I'm going to move a safety in Marquise Bell. Never played in his entire life and play linebacker. And take it serious. And I just told y'all about the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a very underrated depth at the at the position. I didn't even know it was that deep. They want four deep of legitimate dudes you can run out there and have some success with. You could argue the Cowboys want like a half. You know? Oh, Sky, you know, Bell did this and Clark. They was they was cool sometimes. But when you get into the playoffs, you see what these teams are doing and you see what type of guys you have to have at that second level. The Cowboys have not had that type of guy or guys. The entire, if you think about it, the entire M- McCarthy era. Zimmer's going to bring in a different mentality, though. I don't I don't foresee that happening. I feel like they will say, Zim, who you need? Let's go get them. But they can't cost more than five, six million. Like, that's what they're going to say. Zim, who you need? Let's go get them. Will McClay, 
right here. They're going to give him that list. You know how I go. There you go, Will. Here's our grocery list. Here's our, our Uber Eats list. And you know how if you guys do DoorDash, it got substitutes. These are the types. This is the, the amount. If they're not available, here's a substitute. Go find me something. I think Will does a good job at doing that. I think he does a great job at doing that. So. Catboy Criteria. Drew Tranquil out of Kansas City. Josie Drew out of Denver. Aziz Alshire out of Tennessee. Linebackers are extremely important for Zimmer's defense. The Cowboys have to go out and get one. What about all in? Who's your who's your all in guy? I'm throwing a little bit of a curveball here. It's a tiny bit of a curveball. But Betty or It's not one guy. It's two. That, that that might make it unrealistic, that is two. But it's not one, it's two. And I want to start with a guy we haven't talked about just quite yet. Frankie LeVu. This dude popped up on my scene when the Cowboys were playing the Panthers earlier. And you get to study in the tape, and you get to study and doing the research. And I was like, who is this guy? And why haven't I heard of him before? This mother flies around everywhere. <laughs> and at first, when you just go look at his numbers, you're like, ah, he's just one of those pass rushy type dudes. Yeah, I mean, he can pass rush. That's for damn sure. He can do that. He got 12 and a half sacks over the last two seasons as an off-ball linebacker. They can make plays, three forced fumbles, nine pass breakups, 20 quarterback hits. This dude just plays with his hair on fire. He's not old either. 27 years old, got 31 starts over the last two seasons. Originally, he was with the Jets, came over to Carolina, and he's put together some seasons, man. And if you, you'll notice something about all these guys. All these guys will get downhill. But this mother here, I don't like. I don't want to use the word reckless abandon because reckless is is a bad thing. But do you see the quickness? Do you see the speed? Do you see the? He's fearless. A lot of people are bringing up like, who plays Anthony Barrow? Who plays Ken? Because of Mike Zimmer, right? If you want a guy, and again. Barr did not blitz as much as people think. He didn't pass rush as much as people think. But if you want a guy that can play that, that role from free agency, Frankie's your guy. Frankie is your guy. Now, here's the thing, though, right? I'm pairing him with Josie Jewell, and that's the Cowboys all in. I say Cowboys all in because it's not the Patrick Queen. That, that's more of a legitimate, you know, big name. Going to cost you a lot of money. Things like that. Frank ain't going to be cheap. 
PFF projects him to have a $17 million guaranteed contract over three years, three years or something like that. But I feel like you can move that money around. But $17 million will be guaranteed will be way more than the Cowboys ever did. So that, that is probably out the window. But again, this is the all-in portion of the show. So if you pair Frankie with, say, a Josie Jewell, green dot guy, middle, reliable, smart, can drop back. He can also blitz. Let's, let's not forget, if you go look at Josie Jewell, he has about six or seven sacks over the last two seasons as well. So he can get after the passer as well. Not, not, not as like a fearsome type of role. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, when do them the, those double A gap mugs? These guys can get after it. So this is the quote unquote Cowboys all in, and I could play around with this a whole lot. I can go Josie and Aziz. I can go. I probably wouldn't go Frankie and Aziz. I don't know that I want Aziz Ojolari to be in the middle, but I think Tranquil could be a guy too. I, I think Tranquil. If you say Frankie and Tranquil, I think that could work too. Just. For these purposes, the guys that we have, but there are other guys out there in free agency as well. Now, this is all under the assumption that Michael Parsons stays at defensive end because you can mess around with that. You can say, well, let's move Micah to, to weak side because I don't know, and I know we'll have a whole offseason. That if you move Micah Parsons back to middle linebacker. That you'll get the return on investment that you want right now. That ain't a knock on Micah. It's just that the time on task at defensive end has been so much greater than the time on task at linebacker. Now, our weak side, off ball, or, you know, weak side, that's different. Middle, I think there's, there's, you're going to need, I think you need that experience and that, and had he did it from day one, I wouldn't even have this problem. Three years doing it, running the defense, et cetera. So I think whether you decide to move Micah back to linebacker or not, y'all can go back and forth on that. Whether you decide to move Micah back to linebacker or not, if you're going to move him to weak side and get you a jewel or get you a, a, a tranquil to do it, the reason why you don't see names like, and let me go over here real quick. The reason why you don't see names like Levante David up here, Bobby Wagner up here, my, from just how I feel, I don't think they will have anything to do with the Cowboys. Levante David, 34 years old. The Cowboys haven't signed an, a, a free agent, outside free agent that old, I don't recall, in the last 10, 15 years. And I feel like if he's going to return to football, he's going to return to football in, in Tampa. Under defense, the coordinator he knows and head coach, an up-and-coming young squad, he still got it. I'd love to have Levante David. I don't believe that's the case here. I don't think they're going to be able to pry him away to get here because in order to do that, it's going to cost money. You're going to have to pay him more than what he play on, like a $5 million contract last year. He said, well, I, I can play on the same contract and, and, and have comfort in Tampa. They're going to play on the same contract in Dallas for a year? Nah. So I don't think Levante's realistic. We'll love it, though. You can say Frankie is realistic, too. I get it. But I'm more so looking at it from his, his side of things. Um, Bobby Wagner is another one, right? Like, Bobby Wagner is the big name everybody's talking about. I only think the Cowboys had a realistic shot at Bobby Wagner here because of Dan Quinn. That's it. Dan Quinn's not here anymore. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know that. I don't think that Bobby Wagner is going to want to come play here unless the money. The reason why, when you look at a Tranquil and a Jewel and an Al Shire, I think those are realistic type of candidates because Kansas City's not likely going to resign him unless it's another cheap deal because Kansas City is. They, they've got guys in that room. And, and honestly, they might prefer a Willie Gay. That's a guy the Cowboys think could look at over a Tranquil. They, they they drafted Leo Chanel. They got Nick Bolton. I feel like they're not going to prioritize him. And he's a guy that's already been on multiple teams. Same with Josie Jewell. They drafted his replacement. His replacement didn't live up to it and drew, um, what's my man's name, out of, out of Arkansas. He, he didn't live up to it. Josie Jewell still held it down. Doesn't seem like they're going to bring him back. So I think he's a realistic guy that can go out there and get signed. Same thing with Aziz Alshire. He already came from another team. I don't think his market is going to be high. I could see him going to play for another squad. This, this, These aren't vested veterans in the sense of Levante David and, and Bobby Wagner, Drew Sanders. And by the way, that was the name I was thinking of. And Bobby Wagner, they've been playing for 12, 13, 14 years, man. 34, 33 years old. These guys, they're probably preferring comfort more than anything. But these three, I feel like you could sign one of these three. Now, Frankie, that's a different story. I, I, I don't know about that. That's why this is the all-in part of it, because he could cost you a little bit more and it, because his numbers show it, his film shows it. But I think he could be a fantastic weak side linebacker. You put him next to a guy in the middle. We cooking now. We cooking now. So those are my guys. I say my guys. I don't want y'all to seem like I'm preferring them over others. But those are the three guys, four if you count Frankie, for our free agency primer that the Cowboys could be, at least three guys, looking into. And I do think they will because, as we talked about, in the first year, under defensive coordinators, they have a real trend here. They signed five guys for Dan Quinn. They signed 10 guys for Mike Nolan. They signed eight for Rob Marinelli and 10 for old man Sleepy Kiffin. Just saying. I'm not saying it's going to be the big name. I ain't saying it's going to be Patrick Queen or Levante David or Bobby Wagner or nothing like that. I know a lot of people bringing up Devin White. I'm not a fan. I think Devin White's name in, in, in that all-pro year, I think, got people messed up. Devin White got his spot taken this year. Rightfully so, by the way. But there's other guys out there, man. Blake Cashman I like. If you want another veteran, uh, Jordan Hicks, I'm a fan of Willie Gay's play. Tyrell Dotson, we we covered uh, him. We covered Dotson when we played the Bills. Smaller guy, but, but he had a, a really good year. So th- this is the season. If you're looking for uh, if you're looking for a linebacker, this is the offseason to do it. I think there are a ton of names out there, and I think the Cowboys cannot play around with this one. And I can't wait to hear what He's probably not going to allude to anything, but I'm, I'm, I hope they ask the right questions. I hope they ask some questions to Zim. I know Zim is probably doesn't even want to do this. This is not the, this is not Zim, but he's a head coach. He's used to these press conferences. I would love to know his thoughts on the linebacker position. He probably didn't even get a chance to really study all of the Cowboys backers, all two of them. But if he did, I would love to know his thoughts as well. 
214, what it is, what it do? How you doing, boss? I mean, how, I mean, how you doing still? I mean, technically, you, you, you could have called me boss, like how people be like, what's up, boss? But I know where you're going. You're talking <laughs> about Boss Cowboy. What's good with you? Yes, how you doing, bro? Sure. Um, the question I want to know is, okay, what what kind of de- – because we, we definitely need a defensive tackle really bad. Which names would you recommend? What, in the draft or free agency? Free agency. We'll get there. You you, you jumping ahead now. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get there. Let let me do my let me do my work. Let me look at some some film. Let me look at some, you know, some research on a guy's background and stuff like that. And I, I might have legitimate solid names for you. But I can tell you this right I now. I like to bring back Hank in that rotation. Yeah. You know. I agree. I like to bring. I back agree. Hank. We're gonna bring back Hank. That's not the issue. But we need to put somebody next to him. Somebody that's productive, somebody who's experienced, and who's that Um, I'm not. Sounds like you out on Osa. I'm not. I, I'm not out on Osa. I, I think Osa. If you look at his trajectory, um, over the first three years, he's continued to just go up, 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 and up. Now, I, I will say this to be critical of Osa: the back half of the year, it wasn't the same production. Um, but I, I again, I don't like the scheme for those guys up front. They, they're, they're asked to do too many damn games. I think if you just tell Osa and these guys to play a specific style, I think it could be phenomenal. And I think he has a type of talent. Um, so I'm not out on Osa, but I'm also not out on adding more. Right? Like I, that sure. doesn't mean I just I'm just like Osa and nobody else. Like yeah, give me more. And maybe maybe it's not Hank next to Osa. Then maybe it's somebody else. Uh, but True. but yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm both beefing up the middle of the defense, you know, because you don't got enough there. You know what? I'm going to give Zim the benefit of the doubt. I think Zim could come in and actually improve Osa. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he can improve Osa. Because sure. Osa is good. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's not, when we say improve, I don't want y'all to think that means he's been bad. Osa, yeah, he hasn't. Osa's been a good no, player for you. But think about this for he, a second. If he can come in there and make him a great player or make him better than good but not great, that's a dub. Right. It's just, it's just, I'm just so nervous because the run defense has been so atrocious. And that needs, that needs to be the number one thing that needs to be fixed before why. anything. Let me, let, me, let, me show, let me show you. I'm going to show you a couple of these pictures. Oh, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I get this? Thank you. Let me show you a couple of sure. pictures real quick, man. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is just goofy stuff right here. Just hold tight, brother. Let me just hold tight. I'm trying to show some so yes, you need the personnel, one hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. You give me an upgrade to personnel, you're probably going to be better at whatever you want to do. But what you can't do is come out here and you can't see this right now unless you're watching on the TV or something. I'm watching, I'm watching it right now. Gotcha. Okay. What what you can't do is you can't put a 210 pound safety, a 205 pound safety, and a 215 pound safety. As your three guys in the middle play linebacker. What you can't do in 12 personnel is mm-hmm. put a safety at middle linebacker and a no. and a, and a Damone Clark and Wilson right now. Oh my god. You, 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 this is in 12, y'all. This, this is big. Now you could say, oh Scott, they didn't give up that many yards against the Dolphins. Fair. But guess Jeez. what? Guess what happened when they, at the end of the game when the Dolphins said all we got to do is run it out? They ran, ran they ran the ball. Now, this is against 21 personnel. 
What you can't do is roll out Malik Hooker, Damone Clark, and J. Ron Curse in the box like that. Yeah. See, this is what bothers me more than anything. And you won't see this silliness from Mike Zimmer. No, you won't. So that's encouraging in of itself. And he's going to get you real linebackers. So yes, he will. If, if we can kind of fast track this thing, and this is why, in my opinion, you need to go sign linebackers. It, because you can fast track his scheme by getting experienced quality guys as opposed to relying on solely rookies. Now, I'm not out on rookies. like right? I'm not out on the Grays and the Edron Coopers and the Peyton you know, Wilson. I'm not out on those dudes at all. Colson's. Right. I'm not saying you don't draft a linebacker. What I'm saying yeah, is course. you don't rely on that guy to be the savior. This is the problem with this Cowboys organization. I feel like I'm saying it every single offseason. We, 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 we're so good, and I use quotes, at drafting that the, is there, there's an arrogance to it. Yes, you have to draft, but you can't rely on your draft on picks draft exactly to, to get you over the hump in said year. They can help you. For sure. Yeah. But you still have to go out and sign a Drew Tranquil. You still have to go out, you know, and sign a Tavarius Ward, or I'm just naming dudes who in the Chiefs guys, right? Who 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 worked out or the Niners. He went Ward yeah. went to the Niners and played well too. But you still gotta sign some dudes that can come in here and you can you can use your, your young guys in the role capacity as opposed to being the guy to, to be dependent on. Gotcha. Okay, okay, I got another question. Um what who would you recommend for them to bring in as a running back? Free agency? Yes, sir. Boy, yeah, you just trying to give away all my shows, huh? Um <laughs> I'm messing. So so I am I am a if you if you know me, you've been watching this show, you know me, man. I, I am high on I could just draft me running backs. Cause to me it's it's about it's it's not about necessarily the guy solely I, the, the actual player matters no no doubt about it from time to time but it, it's about it, it's about the how not necessarily the style you feel me it's about yeah. how they're running it and how we're blocking it up front and not necessarily the dude who's running it all the time now don't get me wrong you got some special players right Derek Henry's special Adrian Peterson's special Right back in the day, you know the Curtis Martins, Emmitt Smith, these guys were special, and it was a different genre, different era. I'm big on right. fix my scheme, fix my blocking, and I I think you could find you Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round, Elijah yeah, Mitchell, <laughs> you know, you know these type of guys. I feel like you can do that. So I'm not I'm not really stressing on signing a high price running back, but when we did talk about it a few weeks ago, um, Derrick Henry's a popular name. If Henry's going to be cheap, that's that's fantastic. You get Henry in here to be part of a stable. I really think awesome. I really think Derrick Henry's. Not, I I really think honestly, I really think Derrick Henry's not going to cost that much money because his market already came out as saying that he's going to at least cost four million dollars. Well, Spotrack on Spotrack it says four million. If you go look at PFF, it says ten. I don't think they in the in the, in the market for no ten million dollar running back. But four, that's interesting now. And now. Now you might look, look, you might look over there and say, "Okay, four million dollars, and go get me a running back in day two or three of the draft." Right. All right. Now we might be on something. But again, I don't give a damn if they brought in Emmett Smith. If you don't <laughs> fix the blocking and if you don't fix the scheme, I won't be excited about the run game. 
That's true. That is true. That means that means that means McCarthy got to bring in the right coach. Oh, the right, I, the man, right I wish, coach. bro. It don't look like it's happening. I feel like if they was moving on from their offensive line coach, they would have done that immediately because you got to go get guys. The Cowboys, see, this is the problem when you wait so damn long. The Cowboys are in, so far late into the process of filling out their staff because they had to wait on Dan Quinn as opposed to saying being scared to fire his ass because see, of what he put out was, there. I don't mean to cut you off, but the thing was they knew Dan Quinn was leaving. So why did they wait? Well, this whole time they knew he was leaving, but it was close though, bro. He almost didn't. He almost returned. The, the, the Washington football people wanted Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson pulled yeah. out. Seattle interviewed yeah. McDonald and Dan, and they passed on Dan. So it, it, it wasn't it wasn't as cut and dry as I initially thought as well. I thought, oh, Dan's about here. All these head coaching jobs, he's getting a job, bro. He was he was this close to returning to the Cowboys. Oh, I'm so glad he didn't. Because I, really, to be honest with you, brother, I didn't want Dan Quinn back. I really didn't. Because yeah. they, they just quit. They quit on him. Yeah. And then it basically, and it, and it, like, it's so bad. So, but um, anyway, <laughs> it's just I really think I really believe in Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is the Same. type of person that's going to bring some accountability, some 100%. attitude, some attitude, and. He's not a player's coach, and nah, he's yeah. not gonna kiss the player behind, and that's basically it. I agree, man. So it's yeah. So I'll go ahead and let you go, Sky. Appreciate the call. Good stuff. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Yeah, I have absolutely no worries about Zimmer, the coach. At all. I, I feel like Z- Zimmer knows ball. He knows how to coach this up. And this isn't going to be a Mike Nolan situation. For those who are not, who don't remember, let me refresh your memory. Shit, I could argue Mike Nolan and Jim Tom Sula. These are guys that come from the old era. These are guys that are hard asses and things like that. But these guys could not teach. I'm not just making that up. That That is... That is what came out of that locker room at the time. Zim, so funny, by the way, Mike Nolan, Mike Zim. Zim wants to teach as well. And he talked about that. He talked about, I I love teaching these guys and coaching these guys. Now, what comes with that? I'm a bit rough around the edges. And you you saw all the quotes that came out from from Darren Woodson and, and, and Marcus Spears and guys like that. And give him a shot, man. He's not going. He, he's not going to kiss your ass. And they need this. I was just talking to B earlier about this, man. I, I feel like this is much needed, and you'll be able to easily weed out those who can't deal with it, and you move on. But a lot of these guys need this. You heard Wanye talk about it. I, I, I like to be coached hard, because really, that if you think about it, from the time you're a peewee. And depending on who your coach is in college, but to two or possibly through, depending who the coach is, you're really being coached hard. The money gets involved or celebrityism gets involved. And now even in kind of the end of high school with these dudes, I mean, they treat these guys like they're royalty. Well, he ain't got time for the fragile egos.
you want the ether edit. Let me see if I still got it in here. I got you, bro. Get your ass out there, contain the damn ball. This is why we do it. Hey, too many missed tackles. Let's go. We're too damn soft. Focus on the details. Try to put me in a good mood today. I just hate mistakes. I hate mistakes. Come on, fellas. Let's go to work. Let's go to work, huh? Oh! I wasn't real happy about it. Like I say, I'm gonna protect my players. I would say if we were on the street, we probably would have a fight. These guys will run through the wall for me. I'm gonna run through the wall for them. So, you know, if feathers get ruffled sometimes, so be it. Damn it, that's horseshit. If we get a press key, you get your ass outside and get it contained, okay? I told you this quarterback runs. Keep him in the pocket, you got me? You better quit bullshitting around. I'm not having this bullshit. Better get your minds right, or I'll get them right for you. If you want someone that's going to shock the system, he's not going to be your best friend. He's just not. I mean, he and I became friends after a long time because it was a respect factor that ended up being a friendship. But he's tough, uh, hard-nosed. Uh, some players will not want to play uh, uh, for him because you know he's going to. The expectations are going to be harder than they've they've, uh, they've they've expected in the last few years. Sure. But, he knows the game better than anyone, and uh, he's going to coach hard. And I think that, to me, that's the shock this team needs. It's the shock this team needs, man. I agree. Will it be enough? We'll see. Um, will it be enough to save Mike McCarthy's job? We'll see. I do think he'll be good for the squad, though. Uh... So, yeah, Drew coming out of college might have... I just saw somebody say Drew Tranquil safety con convert. Oh, what was that? But he ain't no safety convert in the middle of damn preseason, in the middle of training camp. Drew Tranquil is going to his sixth year as a linebacker in the league. That, 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 that's like saying, ah, oh, well, Brian Erlacher <laughs> was a safety in college. And he's... You know what I mean? Look, dude, we talk about six years, so... I don't want a guy like Marquise Bell coming to play safety. I don't want a guy like, or linebacker. I don't want a guy like Keanu Neal, career safety, coming down and playing linebacker. Mm -mm. Go get you real linebackers. And I think he'll do that. B. Bird, good morning, man. Hey, good morning, Scott. How you doing this morning, brother? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Hey, I often uh, heard uh, players uh, talk about th that they love, you know, uh, Dan Quinn, and they love of course Mike they McCarthy. Do. But I think, I think if you take that word "love" and put in and 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 replace that word with "comfortable," I think that's that's when you kind of realize what they really are. Like they're comfortable with those two coaches. Why wouldn't and you love those two mean, coaches? They they're, they're player coaches. That's right. Yeah. So and and what what the word comfortable means is that uh, it it doesn't allow you to uh, be the best that you can be. It allows you to, to relax. Uh, I'm safe. I'm good here. Uh, my my position's good. I don't have to strive. I don't have to do a lot of other things. But the ones that that make you better is the ones that push you. The ones that and 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 you know I've never really heard anyone say I just love playing for uh, Bill Belichick. No, but you love the results that Bill Belichick gives you, right? So they never loved Bill Belichick, and nobody's going fishing with him and all that other kind of stuff. And 
and that. But the thing that drives you is the person that pushes you to be better. And I think that's what the Cowboys need. And I think Zim's going to do that on defense. And I think, you know, totally, you know, we, you've been talking, you need that kind of coach for the whole office to be, I mean, the, the whole team, to be honest with you. Uh, so I hope that Zim comes in, uh, not just being uh, sound football, because I did see that thing that you put up the other day, just being fundamentally sound, uh, because that, that really did speak to our defense. Because when I looked at it last year, man, uh, our biggest uh, asset on run defense was our offense. Uh, our offense for decades. Everything for yeah, that's, that's the way it's been, man. And so I think I think we only had one formula. I mean, you talked about this, and the more I think about it, we only had one formula to win games. And I'm talking about we had to be up early, forcing other teams to throw. And the strength of our defense was our pass defense, which was our, our rush, our cornerbacks, and we made it, we got a lot of turnovers. But that was the facade. You know, that, that, that when you don't get turnovers – now, when teams that say, no, you know what, we're not going to throw the ball. We're just going to run the ball at these 210-pound uh, uh, linebackers. Because when you showed that picture there, I was like, are you serious? Yeah. The one against Miami out there, wow, that's crazy. And so if, if, if you don't get up early and teams have the option to run the ball on you, then you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's, what, that's what teams did. I mean, and so when we didn't get a big lead, and that's what me and you talked about it, I kind of mentioned it, and you said, no, say it. And, and what it was, we were front runners. We had to be ahead to prevent other teams from, from going at our weaknesses. But if, but if other teams got out ahead, that's why I think the head against Green Bay, when, when our, our players was out of it early, they understood that, no, man, it, it's imperative for us to get a lead early to win. And we don't have a lead early. We're down early. So what do we do now? Then the panic came because – we only had one way to win. You know, we don't have a, a a team where the offense isn't good. Okay, the defense is going to hold us down. You know what I'm saying? Or, hey, guess what, man? We're just going to run the ball down their throats. Just get our rhythm and this, that, and other. We don't have that kind of team. But I like what you said a couple years ago um, when we played. The, I always bring this up, by the way, and I credit you every single time, man. When you talked about the reason why. Because one of the main things for me, B-Bird, it wasn't necessarily just the front-runner part in that game. It was, it was the lack of confidence. I, I didn't see yeah. it. And for, for now the third year in a row, or at least two out of three at home, I saw the opposite team loose, confident. And you said it was it's because they believed in their preparation. Remember that? Yeah. They were so yeah. confident in their preparation that they can play like loose in that way. They weren't tight. They weren't stressed out because they were confident in, their, in how they prepared. Where Dallas, if you go look at both of these games at home in the playoffs, Look how they can't come out, number one, just, just body language. And number two, look at literally the game plans. And then listen to a couple of the players. Hey, man, you know, game plan. They get a great game plan. We we just didn't, we, we, we just we just got out schemed, you know, not just, but we got out schemed. We they ain't gonna say out coached, but that's basically what they're saying. And we can see that. Because how else it's so obvious. How else do you explain? The way you come out on offense and you're stagnant. How else do you explain on defense? You coming out here and they're going big personnel. You're going dime package. You know you're running zone coverage with dropping Michael Parsons. But like you had no con- you had no answers, and it showed on those players' faces, bro. Yeah. Hey, I, I guess this is a question I ask. This kind of I've been thinking about this lately, and I ask this question, and and you can answer offline. Um, running back. And I think on on defense linebackers uh, have been devalued over the years, over the last twenty years. No, it's not going to be an Emmitt Smith. 
um, you know, linebackers, they're, they're just not – they're not making defensive end money or great defensive tackle money. Mm. But in, but in saying so, I still think the value of a of a good running back is still there. I think that the monetary value, as far as what you're going to pay that back, like a like back in the days, if a Henry came on on the on the market as a free agent, you know he'd be like the second highest paid player on your offense. But I think right now, when you have a quality of a Jacobs of a Henry, uh, of and and linebackers that are high quality linebackers that you can get and not break the bank on. I think in those two positions, you can really come up if you go go. You can go in and get really top quality running backs for not that much money. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, you may be able to get the third best running back in the league, and it doesn't break your break your <clears> bank. <throat> so why would team say, "Hey, man, look, this is an area where we can get top flight guys and not even you know spend uh, wide receiver money. We can get two guys and not even wide receiver money, not even half a wide receiver money." Or we can go get top fight linebackers and not even pay that much money for them. So we can be, you know, we can really upgrade ourselves in these two positions, and we're not even breaking the bank. So why would why would somebody say, hey, we can just go get anybody to run the ball when just go get anybody versus a Henry? It's not that much financial. It shouldn't be in that. So why would you go get an elite player? And I I just want to I just kind of want to throw that out there because I think those two positions you can get really good players without breaking the bank on it. I'm just gonna take that offline and listen, man. I appreciate. it. Appreciate you, Bert. Um, r- running back. I, 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 so running back, the value rightfully so, so has decreased. You don't need one of those players. But the value of a running game matters so much more. Like we can't ignore. We, we can't keep ignoring the data. I know. I know purists. I know. I know the older generation wants to. I, I can't. You cannot ignore you can't ignore the data and you also can't ignore what you're watching. If you can go get me Christian McCaffrey, and you're gonna build your offense around him, sure. But there's there's just not a whole lot of that out there. There's a whole lot more. My running game supersedes this high price running back. Now, it will depend on the, the money. For a guy like Derrick Henry, I, Josh Jacobs is a good running back too. But the, the 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 thing about running back, man, every two to three years, this thing changes on who's the best and who's not. People was talking about Austin Eckler. Look at Austin Eckler. People was talking about Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs didn't have a great year. Zeke went from being generational, right, to this dude ain't gonna be a starter on nobody's team. Like that, he ain't even thirty yet. So I do think there is real a real conversation about value of the back versus value of the run game. You just aren't going to hand the ball off or have a running back touch the rock 20, 25, 30, I'm so sorry, 25, 30 times anymore. That's gone. I value a stable or a tandem way more than I value one guy, unless that one guy, and I talked about this last year, is an elite dual threat. Elite running, elite catching. Christian McCaffrey comes to mind. And, and there's not a whole bunch of those out there. Now, for linebacker, I just, I mean, just gave you a bunch of these. I mean, there's a whole lot of a whole lot of quality guys out there that's not going to cost you a lot of money. Running back, I, I don't know that's the same. I mean, I would, I get Henry for cheap for sure. Um, I don't know if 
Saquon Barkley is going to be cheap. I don't know if. Let me see here. Josh Jacobs. We talked about this a few weeks ago. So you got Saquon Barkley, 11 million per. Josh, 11 and a half. This is PFF. 11 and a half per. And Derrick Henry, 10. They saying 10 here. We'll see. We'll see. But I feel like to me, again, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, all these dudes, this has been proven on their same teams. If you ain't blocking it right, you ain't calling it right, they're not rushing their team their way through playoff games and Super Bowls. It matters more up front to me. It matters more in how you do it to me. And if I can, if I can get elite at that, then I don't I I don't need a Derrick Henry. I don't need an Ezekiel Elliott. I don't need a Saquon Barkley. That's all fine and dandy and cool, but I can get Isaiah Pacheco and eat. So I think there's more context to it. I am I am a huge proponent. Block it the hell up and call it right. And if I happen to have Derrick Henry on my team, let's roll. But I don't happen to have him right now. And if Jacksonville is offering Derrick Henry $25 million or something crazy, and Dallas has to decide between a running back and an offensive tackle, or a running back in a corner, or a running back, and I'll say linebacker. I will. I'm going with the opposite every time. If I got an elite or really good, I don't want that, that might be raising the bar to a lot. But if I'm secure up front, if I'm secure, how I'm calling it. Dallas is, is, is neither at this moment. Dallas is neither, man. I hope that answered your question. It, it's, I hear what you're saying. If I can get Saquon, Josh Jacobs for pennies on the dollar. And it's not going to cost me to get somebody else, which, to be honest, you can do what you want to do. It's something to think about for sure. But, man, I, I can get me a back, bro. Back is the easiest, easiest position to replace in this league. And that's no knock on the backs. It's just time and time again, it happens. I prefer a tandem, though. I prefer a stable. The days of one guy is gone. So give me a Derek, but pair him with a rookie. You're going to give me Saquon, pair him with the rookie. Same thing with Josh, same thing with any of these dudes. I mean, DeAndre Swift with a good run game. You know what I mean? I like DeAndre Swift. Just saying. All right, last one of the day. Toxic, what's up, man? Good morning, Sky. Um, I really appreciate you showing rounders. Absolutely love the irony of Jay Recruiter saying Henry is done, but be on here capping for Zeke is wild. Okay, continue. <laughs> continue. I thought Zeke just gave birth on his Instagram. Good for him. Oh, good for him. Um, I saw, uh, first off, thanks for playing the Rounders clip, making me not need to watch that movie again. Haven't watched in a hot minute. Um, I really appreciate you showing the Catboy criteria with quality linebackers. It reminds me as a kid when. My dad would put the Toys R Us uh, catalog in front of me, and he would ask me what I want for Christmas, and I would circle everything that I wanted, and I would never get any of it. I remember one year I wanted an N64 so damn bad, 
and I got checkers instead because he said, you like to play games, I got you a game. And so whenever a free agent primer comes up, I just always remember or think about little me looking at my dad and going, hey, I really want this stuff. And he's like, well, I got you something close to it. It was in the same general store as the thing that you really wanted, but, you know, not enough pie to go around. So I, yeah. when, when it comes to free agency, I, I, it's, it's good that the B-Bird asked that question because I've been thinking about that for a few years now, and I think I have a legitimate reason why they act the way they do in free agency. Well, we um, know why. But anyway, what do you, what do you think? Well, I think, and Bieber has said this, this is the corporate Cowboys. And I think they look at free agent players like penny stocks because they care so much about their ego and they try to present themselves as football guys everywhere they go, especially to the fans, because the fans spend money. And the fans pay attention to the cap more than recently, but I'd say 90% of the fans don't understand the cap. So when I hear people say they got to pay Micah, they got to pay Lamb, you're just giving me a clue that you have no idea how this thing actually works, but I know yeah. the Joneses bank on those people. So when the Jones are negotiating, we all know they have to win the deal. They don't want to get into a bidding war, especially for someone that's not one of their guys. And I've noticed that they usually bring in the guys, thinking of linebackers, the Jasper Brinkleys, the Joe Thomas, the Andrew Gatcher, the Malik Jeffersons, because they don't have to get into a bidding war with these people. And also, they're cheap. So if they hit big, say you bought Amazon as a penny stock, and it is now, you can stick your chest out and go, look, see, see who I signed. But if they miss, it's like, eh, it was a cheap dude. It was a one-year deal. We weren't expecting much to begin with. That is why I think they do what they do, because they suck at it. And they're not going to come out and say, oh, we're terrible at this. We're just going to get all these great players, because we hear – Stephen Jones bring up Brandon Carr like he was just Every this year. horrible bust. Yeah, a that, decade ago. I I think I think that is one of the main reasons why they do what they do now, um, because Jerry used to spend a little bit in free agency, and and, mm-hmm. and, and when I say a, a little bit, I don't I don't mean going crazy. See, I think when people get confused with uh, the Wildcat and Jerry in the early two thousands, it wasn't that he was just paying a crazy amount of money to all of these free agents. It was him paying a crazy amount of money to his guys. And you could argue that hasn't quite changed yet, but there was a part in time where they were signed to Marco Rivera, Leonard Davis. Remember that? Um, Ken Hamlin was Mm -hmm. signed cheap, but he he got re-signed. It was the trades that were crazy. (laughs) It was trading for Galloway. It was trading for Roy Williams. It was trading up to get, uh, the cornerback out of LSU. It was the trades that was the more aggressive approach. But when you want to look at free agency, they still spent a little bit more than bottom barrel shopping. And I think Steven roped that shit right in. I think they, he uses Brandon Carr as the, the one, the biggest contract they signed, I think, mm-hmm. since um, I think it was, uh, it might have been a bigger contract than Leonard Davis. But Leonard Davis worked out to me. And he's like, nope, can't do this anymore. And I love what B. Burr said yep. the other week. The, the fact that you're still here, the general manager, because that's what he is, is still here and using a signing from 10 years ago and you haven't made it to an NFC championship game, that's the real problem. 
You shouldn't even be yeah. here to have that PTSD from that situation. 100% agree. And you can see it, too, when they negotiate with their own players when things aren't going their way. I'm dating myself a little bit. I remember when Des Bryant was up for his contract, and these mysterious stories came out of this, this horrible video of Des Bryant doing some horrible act. The Walmart and video. And that was – yeah, and nothing ever came of it. And then when Dak Prescott was doing up for his contract, all of these stories that came out, it's not a coincidence. So – and another thing they seem to buy into is the sunk cost fallacy, where you already paid Mike McCarthy his money. Why on earth would you hold back future results because you spent your money if you can you're you're getting rid of a potential higher rate of return because you have a sunk cost? That money's gone either way. So it's just the same really antiquated, foolish business practices that this team just seems to keep falling for. So when I see free agent primers, I like I say to everyone, I think of names of people that are in witness protection or Madden-generated names that are people that you would never think play in the NFL. And then they come out and they'll blame Dak Prescott and then they'll say not enough pie like because no other team in the NFL has to well, deal with salary crap. Don't diminish Only my Dallas. free agency primer series here, man. The, the free agency primer series. Right. It, I don't. I don't come on here and I give y'all. I didn't give y'all Patrick Queen. I didn't talk about Bobby Wagner. I didn't talk about Levante David. I talked about guys that played on a three million dollar contract last year, a five million dollar contract last year, uh, a rookie yep. deal last year. So I'm talking about guys that are realistic, and that's that's the that is the the point of the of the show. Then we have some fun with the all in. So when I do this, I'm, I'm right. not doing this with the sense of, hey, we're going to get this high-priced guy. It's, hey, let's kind of – we understand how the Cowboys work. Let's focus in on finding some Will McClay-type guys that, that aren't going to cost you a lot but can come in here and give you some some good work. And uh, shouts out to McClay because he, he's been able to yeah. do that from time to time. Carlos Watkins comes to mind. Year one, J. Ron Curse comes to mind. Um, you know, it, it happens. So it's possible that you can get some quality – but you're never going to hit big. You're never going to hit the lottery on these dudes. You 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 need to spend a little bit more than that, but we know they don't do that. Oh, that's my fault then. I, I see I'm already starting to get my hopes up a little bit because I'm bubbles from the wire. This is my blue cap. This is something that I need. I can't just get off it. And the last thing I'll say, gentlemen, it's Valentine's Day. Make sure your wives and your side pieces are happy because if they're not, they're going to make your lives a living hell. Make sure you give them the respect that they deserve because – this is the day Jerry truly goes all in with his side pieces, too. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> Appreciate you, Sal. I almost said something about Jerry's right hand. Shouts out to Ghost. Um, let's get to these Super Chats, Rick. I think a couple of them came in. Also, shouts out to Rounders, by the way. Betty. Oh. Pay that man his money. Fun little movie. Fan of poker. Shouts out to Al Walton. He dropped two. I'm sorry. He dropped a dub. Super chat. He says, sharing my poker winnings, fam. Where you play at, Al? You in Texas? 
Super Chat. Sully dropped five and said, at first, I wanted running back Jacobs, but thinking what Saquon could do with the weapons we have would be crazy. Yeah, we're going to do our running back uh, primer, but don't get your hopes up on these big names. Catboy criteria. But we'll do an all-in-one. We'll do an all-in-one. But we got to be realistic about what this team is. They're not going to go crazy with the break. But it might. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how this money running back market shakes up. But according to and Gelkin, I'm not saying Gelkin is David Moore. But but when Gelkin says something, it, it, you probably should listen. They're not in the market to be paying that running back. They shouldn't have been last year. <laughs> they got played with that franchise tag. I didn't understand that. But anyway, um. They're not in the market to pay like that. You know, so if, if, if PFF talking about 11 and a half, it ain't happening. Nah, ain't happening. So you're probably looking, I, I, you might be looking at Ronald Jones type bread at running back, to be honest with you. That's, just, that's the way they roll. And for, again, for me, if they don't, I'm not going to sit here and get in the tizzy, but I'm not going to sit here and get, oh my God, we didn't sign Derrick Henry. Upgrade the damn pack, uh, upgrade the scheme, and upgrade the blocking before I worry about who toting the rock. Seriously, and I get how great Derrick Henry has been, but now, so now you want to put more pressure on a dude who's got over two thousand carries, over twenty five hundred touches, or whatever has been throughout his career. On the other side of thirty, you want to say we don't want to make it easier for that guy. We're going to make it tougher on the downside of it. Not saying that Derrick Henry is bad or anything. He's, he's much better than Ezekiel Elliott at this point in his career. Honestly, he's been a better player than Zeke. But I don't want to put that pressure on him. I got Derrick Henry and, and, and Deuce Vaughn. No offense to Deuce. Mike Solari didn't upgrade the scheme. We're rolling out Brock Hoffman. No offense to Brock. Didn't take your center replacement. We have done nothing schematically and play calling wise to improve then you know what's gonna happen man Derek Henry ain't hey bro what's your problem trip aces oh, I was about to say what's your problem bro <laughs> excuse me yeah watch it uh you said the offensive line is much better how do you know that? Technically, right now, our offensive line is much, much worse. You don't have Tyron Smith. You don't have a center. Your offensive line is atrocious right now. You got some, you, you got Tyler, you got uh, Zach, and I believe Terrence will improve, but we got to see that. Once again, though, you run this thing back. Hopefully, you get an upgrade at center. We don't know. Unless you change the scheme and the how, the style don't matter. I'm telling you. Yeah, 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 exactly. He a little strange anyway as it is. All right. Uh, Drow dropped 10. Appreciate you, Drow. Super chat. He said, sign Drew. I think he's talking about Drew Tranquil. Hold on. Man. 
He says, sign Drew, draft uh, Martise. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name. We talked about him with Foots. I think it was, I ain't going to try. Lua foul, maybe. He's he's a C-ball, hit-ball linebacker. When he diagnoses the play, turns into a heat-seeking missile. Maybe a Darius. I'm not going to pronounce him either. The other UCL. It's a lot of names, man. In the sixth or seventh round. Yeah, I mean, I think you draft a guy for sure. Me, personally, I want to sign two two linebackers at a quality price to, to fast-track this thing. That way, my young bucks continue to develop, can, can, can be a Leo Chanel type where you're not asked to be that guy right now. That's what I would like to do. Will Dallas do that? Probably not. So I would, at, at the very least, sign one of these guys and then add another guy in the draft. And, and if that's all they're going to do, you hope for the best with the young guy in year one. Um, the, the odds of that guy just automatically just turning up like that that's tough. That's a tough ass. Jack Campbell was a first round pick and Jack Campbell was their third best linebacker in Detroit. Now he played good. Don't get me wrong. He, he played well, but Detroit had a rotation of guys and, and between Malcolm Rodriguez, Jack Campbell, uh, Anzalone and these guys, they had a healthy rotation there and they played downhill. So just don't expect that guy to come in and be, and be the dude for you. I think he, he you need to have a guy next to him. If we roll out, Edger and Cooper and, and Damone Clark next year and, and also don't upgrade up in front of them. Just just prepare for some, some growing pains. This is what it is. And I love Edger and Cooper, but prepare for some growing pains. With that said, one more refresh here. Make sure I miss nobody. Oh, I did. I missed Tobo. Ty, I appreciate you, Tobo. Super chat. Tobo said, yo, Sky, it's been a minute. He dropped five and says, it's been a minute. Do you think DeMarvion Overshone will develop better under Zim than he would under Quinn? I do. Uh, Def would like to see offense line and linebacker first and second round. I do. I, I think he will. Um, I, I, you could argue no one has developed under in the Cowboys uh, at linebacker under Quinn. Developed. And Zim has done that throughout his career. Now, in Atlanta, you know, Devondre Campbell, um, Foyer didn't really play a whole lot. He drafted him, but once he left, that's when he popped. Deion Jones, you could argue there, but he played more traditional ball. He didn't play traditional ball here. So, yeah, I think Zim, he'll 100% develop under Zim. But I said this to y'all before, love Demo, but I, I I can't envision my... My immediate future counting on Demo. Demo's coming off an ACL injury. Every time we want to say, oh, well, you know, young things, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. It just never works out in Dallas. Terrence struggled on his way back from his ACL. MG13, Michael Gallup, Tristan Hill, uh, Blake Jarwin. All these guys, were. it took them more than one year. Even Malik um, Hooker. Lee Hooker said it, it, it takes me some time. TP, he didn't tear an ACL, but he had a nasty ankle injury. And he's like, I didn't start feeling myself until the back half of the season. So I'm just not really putting all my eggs in the Marvion Overshone basket. I'm rooting like hell for him to, to overcome it and then not be a big deal. But I can't move forward with the Marvion Overshone in mind for 2024. He's obviously going to be a part of this team. He's obviously going to be likely a part of the rotation. But let's make sure he's good to go. And let's not have to force him on the field because we picked him in the third round and oh nah man 
go get you some dudes and let this guy get back right. That's all I'm saying. All right, that'll do it for today's show. The very first edition of our free agency primer series. Uh, We'll likely pick this back up next week. Today, in a couple hours, we got Mike Zimmer sitting down with the Joneses and Mike McCarthy, which I find interesting. Uh, But none of them have to work together, so it's not that interesting, but just for other reasons. Um... So we will react to that for the most part tomorrow. Probably a short, easy show tomorrow. We'll have uh, Patrick Nosey Walker on to discuss some questions he may have asked down there. Maybe some questions in the walk-off that we don't see. You know, we don't get those in the presser. But the walk-off is very interesting. It's like, uh, what are those birds? Um, those birds. What are those fish that follow the whale and eat the food off the whale? You know? When the pressure's o- the presser is over and he gets walking, that camera goes off. You just see the whole media. I remember at camp, I had no idea. Shouts out to my guy Pat. Not just Pat. Pat Gelkin. These guys were were amazing down there helping me out. And it's like, hey, it ain't over yet. Come on. And you just saw everybody. We got going. A whole nother 10-minute interview going on over. A whole nother 10-minute presser where you get some really good stuff. So I'm hoping we can get some some walk-off type of uh, scrum type of questions answered from uh, Zim that I doubt he'll he'll say in the media. You know, probably going to be PC for the most part, which whatever. I don't really care what he says in front of these cameras. I care about how he gets these guys to play and how he gets them coached up. And uh, thought a successful day in our first agency primer. Uh, we're likely going to stick to the defensive side of the ball first because of all the, the question marks uh, and with Zimmer on. So next week, we'll probably pick it back up and stick there. If something changes, I'll let y'all know. We'll be back on later. Vosh Lombardi live. We are discussing draft. I think we're going to talk about Dane Brugler's top 100. So I think that's the beauty of, of kind of what we do here. Look, got Cowboy free agent talk today. And then later on, you're going to get Cowboy draft talk with me and Vosh. Uh, going over Dane Brugler's top 100. So make sure y'all come through and kick it there. And then Mo will be back on later tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. Swing through. Mo always has you covered. Good stuff today, y'all. Let's go ahead and hit this button, though, and get up out of here. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. I agree, Jay. Gotta be patient with those dudes. Got all of them, even Trey. Which is why I'm 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 all for bringing back Gilly. All for it. God damn, toxic. We out of here, man. Peace.
Wow!